does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. One more hour, lots of fun. We're talking, well, we're talking some baseball and some football. Staples in Indiana this time of year. However, enough of me. I need to go to the star of the show with some great information around the sports world. It's Nathaniel Finch. Nathaniel Finch, and it is a pleasure to be with you here from downtown Indianapolis. Coach said it. We're going to talk some football. We're going to talk some baseball. Let's start with baseball. It's not often that you see a baseball game go more than 10 or 15 runs. How about the Braves today? 21-3 to winners over the New York Mets in New York. First game of their doubleheader. Here's a big reason why. We have a new leader for home runs in the MLB. David Robertson to the Marlins. Bad Olsen. Center field. Pretty deep. Really deep. Left field, through the raindrops, pretty deep. Did he get enough? Yes, he did! A two-homer game for Matt Olson. 42 on the season. 42 on the season. That was Bally Sports with Brandon Godden. Pretty good day up in Detroit as well for hitting some home runs. This one was actually in Boston, but the Tigers win 6-2. to two. Here's a big reason why. Fly ball deep left field. That ball is out of here. Carpenter with a solo bomb to lead off the second. In the air left field, Yoshida's going to have to watch this one. Out of here. Pass with a solo bomb. Fly ball deep left center field. Oh, that is murdered and out of here. Big time power by Torkelson. Down the left field line. Stay through. Oh, and gone. Carey Carpenter, a two-homer game. Four home runs total as a team up in Boston for the Tigers there. As far as St. Louis goes, their winners 5-4 to four over the Royals in Kansas City. Here's Tommy Edmond. He had a big reason to get this lead. As this one's hit a mile high, deep left. Taylor on the run. He up that ball is gone and Tommy Edmond makes it two zip two zip in the top of the second inning they'll go on to score a third run in the third Kansas City fights back though two scored in the bottom of the third so it's three to two at that point St. Louis and insurance run in the fifth another one in the eighth makes it five to two but Kansas City's not going to give up they're at home bottom of the eighth bottom of the ninth they score a run in each frame but it was St. Louis to get the win. And how about Stephen Matz? Six innings pitched, only allowed four hits, five Ks. Chicago White Sox, they fall 3-2 to two at home against Milwaukee. A fantastic start, though. Pretty impressive one from Jesse Schulten's six and a third innings pitched. Only allowed six hits, five strikeouts for him. But he picks up his fifth loss of the year as the Brewers just have a little bit more offense than the White Sox do. Looking at the Cubs, 5-4, to four, they defeat Toronto at the Blue Jays' home. 
A three-run homer from Dansby Swanson. Here's how it went. Dansby hits that pretty well. Left field. Way back. On its way. Out of here. Second deck. A no-doubter. Dansby Swanson with a three-run blast. So the Cubs lead it 4-1. Plenty of NFL action today as well. Buffalo hosted the Colts preseason week one. First look at Anthony Richardson in a Colts jersey playing against other helmets. 23-19 the score, though. Buffalo wins by a touchdown, but... It was not a bad day for Gardner Minshew, 6 for 6, 72 yards. Anthony Richardson, 7 for 12, 67 yards for him, and he did throw an interception. Sam Ellinger, 8 for 9, with 72 yards of his own, and a little bit of running the team just four yards shy of the century mark as a team with two rushing touchdowns. It was a close one for the Colts. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Nathaniel Finch. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Colts have a uh, exhibition game, preseason game tonight with the Buffalo Bills. You heard uh, Nathaniel's report on that. So Gardner Minshew, a very impressive, impressive uh, night. Um, good move to have him. And your quarterback stable, Anthony Richardson, you know, first time out. Um, acquitted himself uh, quite well. So um, everything is good. Let's talk minor league baseball with my pal, Brendan King. Brendan King, I happen to think, is one of the most talented guys out there. And um, he's with the Cubs. Cubs, how'd we do tonight? Tell me, tell me, if, give me some good news. Coach, I don't know how to tell you this, but we got rained out for a second straight night on a day that we were oh, supposed to goodness. have a doubleheader. Oh, uh, unbelievable. Even, right. Unbelievable. Well, what, I, I, I don't know. It's melancholy news more than anything. It's straight melancholy. melancholy. I mean, yeah. you, I don't, listen, I've hosted this show, as everyone knows, for 30 years. I'm not exactly sure that melancholy has been used in any discussion I've had in all those 30 years. I think that's an impression. How about you, the wordsmith? <laughs> I like it. Uh, well, I mean, uh, yes. Now, remember, I'm an English. I was an English major, and, and, and I used to teach it. So I have a respect for the language. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, my 23 on my ACT when I was a junior doesn't really tell uh, too well about my ability to Formulate well, such words. You uh, rallied. Uh, How's was, that? I a, horrible. I was a horrible test taker. I was, I was horrible. How about you? Yeah. How about a, a, How's this for a nice reference? Uh, you rallied. <laughs> yeah. It was good enough for Butler, I guess. But uh, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I mean, uh, now they'll take. Yeah. Listen, they'll take anybody. They took me and gave me a master's degree. So what do I know? That's All right, we I'm need saying. to. Do we need to fire the grounds crew, or what? What can we do here? I mean, what's going on? Well, I think we got to fire Mother Nature first. I mean, Coach, just some well, serious rain moving. Yeah, Woo. I know. No, it's a, just some serious rain moved across Lake Erie, you know, in the last 48 hours. Uh, Cubs are right. out there in northern Ohio and Cleveland. And, uh, you know, of course, back in 2016 when the Cubs won the World Series, in Game 7 there was a rain delay in extra innings. And then the Cubs eventually became World Series champions. And kind of funny enough, uh, East Lake is where we won the Midwest League Championship last year, beating – this same team, the Lake County Captains, and it was a rain-delayed championship game for us, too. Um, so I guess there's just something about rain in Cleveland and the Cubs organization. But, yeah, Coach, I mean, we were supposed to play a doubleheader today um, to make up for mm. the postponement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now 
um, due to tomorrow being the finale, we're only going to end up playing, God willing, five games in this series because Friday uh, we were suspended due to rain in the third inning. Yesterday Yikes. we were supposed to play. Yeah, yesterday we were supposed to play that doubleheader. Um, or no, we were suspended. Today we were supposed to play that doubleheader. Didn't happen. And now tomorrow uh, we're going to complete that suspended game from Friday, and then we're going to play the regularly scheduled game. But of course, you can't play a triple header. So we're going to only end up playing five games. If this math is doing it for you, let me know. Uh, we're going to play no. five games total in the series when we were supposed right. to play six, right? Um, because of back-to-back rainouts. So I'm curious, you know, as a as a player, you know, it's it's about rhythm. We all understand it. It doesn't matter what sport. You know, you, it's about you get into that rhythm. You know, baseball players. They're programmed, you know. You you know when you when you're taking BP, when you're doing infield outfield, you know, you're programmed through all of that. So now, you know, for the second straight day, you're out of that. So is, is there an indoor facility where guys can get cuts? Is is or is that? Am I dreaming about something like that? Thankfully, it is mandated by minor league baseball nowadays, coach, that you have to have an indoor hitting facility at every ballpark um, in South Good. Bend, of course, second to none. Uh, the first oh, yeah. performance center, uh, you know, that's a multi-million dollar facility that we have in South Bend. Unfortunately, we're on the road, but still, Lake County has indoor batting cages. But you're right. Um, you know, it's going to be three straight days, Coach, where the Cubs still wow. have not taken on-field BP. Right. Um, you know, think about it. And they're not going to do it tomorrow because of the doubleheader. And, yeah, I mean, it could definitely throw you out of your rhythm. I mean, even for – an announcer coach. I mean, I haven't called a ball game now in a matter of days. <laughs> right. um, so, you know, you think about right. the guys on the field that haven't swung a bat sure. in the field in days. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, right. think about an umpire that hasn't made a strike call in days. I mean, no, no. Whole, we, on everybody. we don't care about those guys. <laughs> no, no, never, 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 never. <laughs> uh, all right, I need you to hang on here through a sh- you know, we got to do a scoreboard update, but I want to come back and talk about this, uh, this whole rhythm and out of sync and all of that, okay? I, I just – you, you got me thinking. The wheels are starting to turn, okay? Starting oh, to turn. Oh, baby. Well, yeah. All right. All right. Nathaniel Finch coming up with a scoreboard update. We'll come back and talk with Brendan King on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Happy to be with you from downtown Indianapolis on Monument Circle. I'm Nathaniel Finch for Network Indiana Sports. Let's start things off with some Kokomo basketball talk. You probably weren't expecting this tonight. How about their star, the six, six foot nine center, number four prospect in the entire 2024 class in the nation. Flory Badunga announces today that he will verbally commit to play basketball for Kansas next season. Had it down between Auburn, Duke, Kansas, and Michigan. Chose to become a Jayhawk. As far as some other sports here in Indianapolis, the Indy 11 winners 1-0 over Miami FC. Plenty of action at the Speedway today, the Gallagher Grand Prix for the IndyCar Series. Scott Dixon continues his streak, 19 straight seasons, 21 seasons overall with at least one victory. Graham Rahal finished in second, pot of award in third. Ty Gibbs, grandson of one of my favorite football coaches of all time and Joe Gibbs he won the NASCAR Xfinity Series race the Pennzoil 150 at the Brickyard Cup Series will take place tomorrow as far as some Indians lost the last five games will they get a win today 
three to two winners over the Nashville Sounders at Victory Field. Fort Wayne, they fall 10 to one to Lansing. And then as you heard with Brennan King, South Bend got rained out today. Him and Coach Lovell will have a, another conversation here in just about a minute or so. Looking at some live baseball. Rangers over the Giants, six to two, top of the eighth. Rangers have a guy in scoring position. Dodgers over the Rockies at home, 4-1 to one in the bottom of the eighth. And then the Mariners and the Orioles in a grudge match. On Fox Sports 1, it's 0-0. Zero to zero. That score is a tight one. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Nathaniel Finch. Welcome back, everybody. Let's talk some baseball with Brendan King. South Bend Cubs rained out again. BK sounds like we lost coach here. Oh, coach, I'm with you. So, have we lost him? We We found him. (laughs) Hey, brother, what's the forecast tomorrow? That's a great question. And even coach, if I told you that the forecast was blue skies and 75, nothing but sun. I, that seems like I would jinx it. So I'm going to avoid giving you the forecast. Okay, never mind. With the hope, hey, yeah, hey, I'm listen. Give you the, with, with the hope that we're going to play baseball. Yeah. That's the forecast. Sorry, sorry I asked, but it seemed to be an obvious question to ask, but I'm sorry <laughs> for asking it. Now, to go back, we are talking about rhythm. I can't imagine you would be out of rhythm with a rain delay as one of the premier broadcasters in baseball. Well, maybe not one rain delay, but back-to-back days of getting rained out for sure. I mean, I was just talking with Nathaniel right. on the phone, and the good news is that, you know, sometimes, Coach, you get rained out and you got to wait on the bus, and then it's a 20-minute bus ride back to the hotel. Uh, the good news about East Lake is that the hotel is just down the street from the park. I mean, you could walk if you wanted to. Now, in the rain, most guys took the bus. But, right, right. Uh, that, that's the good news. It's not a long ride home, so you could get right to bed and, you know, you can eat. You can do whatever you need to. Um, but, you know, there are stops where the team hotel is a 20, 30-minute bus ride from the park, and uh, that would probably get tiresome. Mm-hmm. So being able to walk back to the hotel and just have a relaxing night, uh, I think that's the best you can ask for. See, I'm having visions of uh, bus rides with Bull Durham and Kevin Costner and uh, (laughs) Tim Robbins. I'm 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 flashing back to that movie to you know those conversations they had in the bus rides, uh, knowing that that in fact I'm sure has happened. I was on my share of buses during my coaching and playing career. Uh, but but you, you what you're bringing up are those types of uh, those types of conversations that people have in the buses and you know what sometimes you, you get better as a team the more time you spend with one another in situations like this it really can be no pun intended or no I don't mean to be flip about it but it can be a bonding opportunity for them. Oh, no. I mean, I've told you this story before, and times have definitely changed, but I started my career in the Northwest League, Boise, Idaho. was my first professional job. That was, of course, after my Cape Cod League time with the Orleans Firebirds, who, by the way, Coach, are a win away for a Cape Cod League championship. The Birds are playing in the Cape Cod League championship series. They're a win away from raising the trophy. So big shout-out to Kelly Nicholson and company with the Birds uh, there in Cape Cod. But uh, the story I started my career in Boise, Idaho, and at the time, that league coach, the Northwest League, was home to the 
The longest bus rides in minor league baseball. Our shortest ride, again, this is shortest ride, was six hours. Our longest ride was 14 <laughs> hours up to Vancouver, <laughs> British Columbia. And for the oh, final road oh trip, coach, you're going you're gonna to laugh at this one, too. You're going to laugh at this one, too. Our last road trip was two weeks long, and that's because the circus came to Boise, and they went right into the ballpark. So they oh, were like, yeah, hey, you know, yeah. we'll, set, we'll send the Hawks on the road. Right. And we had stops. We went to Eugene. We went to Portland. We went to Salem, Oregon. And then we went up to Vancouver for the last leg and to end the campaign a 14-hour bus ride back down south to Boise from Vancouver. Now, for those listening around the state, was it awful? Yeah. But to your question, I'm not sure if I ever felt as connected with a group of individual players than I did with that team. Oh, yeah. Because everybody was in the same spot. I was 22. I had just graduated. Most of the guys on the team were American kids. They were 22 just out of college, and we just tried to have fun with it. And, uh, you know, we played cards and we told stories Mm. and we had laughs and it made the 14 hours definitely Mm -hmm. go by a little bit quicker. Well, I I will tell you that one of the major reasons why I'm doing radio uh, was at the end of my coaching career at IUPUI, we had gone NCAA Division II. And against my advice, we had gone in as an independent. And so putting together a schedule uh, of of, uh, teams – who were similarly independent of teams and conferences wouldn't play us because of conference schedule. And so I was faced with some of the longest bus rides uh, I'd ever been on. And I looked at it and then told my wife, I thought, I said, look, this isn't going to get any better. Number one, we're going to be on these incredibly long bus rides. And number two, they're never, they're never going to increase the budget whatsoever. No. And so, yeah. you know, I've been right on all that, by the way. And so I just decided, you know what? Um, I've, I've had a nice run. You got to, you know, when the universe is telling you something, you need to pay attention to it. And I did. And so I, I feel your pain. I understand what, what that's all about. All right, let's talk about the big club. What's going on with the Cubs, the Cub Cubs? A lot of good stuff, Coach. I mean, another W today in Toronto over the Blue Jays. And, yeah, I think the Blue Jays are one of the most underrated teams in big league ball. I mean, the players that they have yeah. at their disposal, you know, starts with Bo Bichette and Vlad Guerrero Jr. and Kevin Biggio and Matt Chapman. I mean, that that is a team, in my mind, that really can contend for the American League. And, you know, you look at their division, Coach, the Toronto Blue Jays are in an American League East where the last place club, the New York Yankees, last we checked, is above 500. The last place team is above mm-hmm. 500. So that is just murderer's row when it comes <laughs> to the AL East. So yeah. the fact that the Cubs, um, you know, the Cubs just lost two or three in New York before going to Toronto. Uh, they performed extremely well. Another nice W today, and then they'll try and close it out tomorrow. But I think, Coach, it all goes back to what we talked about from the trade deadline. The Cubs desperately needed a middle, or excuse me, a corner infielder that could hit for power. They got that in Jamer Candelario, who is a switch hitter. Um, Candelario actually started his career with the Cubs coach. He was playing with the Cubs in 2016 before being traded away from that World Series team. Uh, He was one of the trades that sent the Cubs along to the World Series, getting pieces for that run. And now he's back from the Nationals trying to win a World Series with the Cubs. So I think you pair him uh, with a terrific middle infield to me, the best defensive middle infield in the big leagues with Dansby Swanson and Nico Horner. 
Uh, I think Cody Bellinger has been just an absolute weapon, not only getting back to MVP form in which he was with the Dodgers, but he gives you a chance to win every day playing in center field or first base. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you mm-hmm. know, you have Seiya Suzuki who's hitting the ball hard. Mike Talkman has been the story of the team. Chicago kid that has just cut his teeth around the minor leagues. He's finally getting a shot. And Mike Talkman is playing center or right field every day for this team. So I think that's a fun story. And then the starting pitching. You know, Justin Steele has emerged as one of the best lefties in the big leagues. He was a South Bend Cub way back in 2016, drafted as a high schooler by the Cubs. And again, now he's an all-star left-hander. So I think uh, in culmination, long-windedly, the Cubs are in a great spot. And having success here this weekend in Toronto, um, it's just another part of the run where they're going to contend for the NL Central now. Brendan King, listen, uh, people missed you out at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. They were wondering. (laughs) They knew where you were, but still, they, they missed you. There's no question. You know, press row, where's Brendan King? We, we miss seeing him. He's been a fixture out here at the track back in the month of May. I know you miss it. I, I do. I do. I had been following it along. And then, you know, the Colts play today, right, too. Um, so, I mean, I had a chance right. to just take a look at the box score. Couldn't watch the game. But, no, a lot of fun stuff happening. And, listen, Coach, we got a month to go uh, here in South Bend, which is pretty crazy to say. But once that month is done, hopefully it concludes with some playoff baseball. I'll be right back uh, with you here on the big show, and I can't wait. He's Brendan King. He's the voice of the South Bend Cubs. Brendan, thanks. I appreciate it. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, Coach. Hopefully you play baseball tomorrow. Fingers crossed. I hope so. Let's hope Let's hope so. Coming up, our conversation with Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network and Indiana Football Digest. We're going to talk about high school football. What a great way to wrap up tonight and get into Friday night, opening night of high school football on many of these great stations around the state. So it'll be our 30th, 30th year doing it, and we're looking forward to it. Scoreboard update with Nathaniel Finch, and then we'll come back and talk some high school football on Indiana Sports Talk. Nathaniel Finch with your 1130 scoreboard update from downtown Indianapolis. Thank you to Jonathan Smith for keeping us on air tonight. As far as baseball goes, the score is currently ongoing. The Rangers ahead of the Giants in San Francisco, 7-2. That score, Rangers ahead and threatening. Top of the ninth, runners on the corners with no outs. Orioles, Mariners tied at 0-0, bottom of the seventh. That's a tight one with one runner on and one out for the Mariners. As far as some scores that went final today, let's look at the Cubs. 5-4 to four winners in Toronto over, as Brennan King said in the last segment, one of the better, more underrated teams in the American League. Cubs scored not first, but second. So first in the bottom of the third inning, Toronto with the run. Cubs put up four in the fourth. Two from Toronto in the fifth, one in the sixth. Makes it a close game. Four to four, we were tied for the seventh, eighth, and then top of the ninth, the Cubs. An RBI double from Christopher Morell. Scores Cody Bellinger, 5-4 to four, that final score. And, of course, since they scored in the top of the ninth, the closer of the game, Julian Merriweather, gets the win. But how about Justin Steele? As Brendan King said, one of the better lefties in baseball. Five innings pitched, seven Ks. The Tigers, four home runs as a team. They win 6-2 to two over Boston. The Guardians give up a tough one on the road in Tampa, one of the better teams in the league to the Tampa Bay Rays. Emmanuel Classe picks up the loss as he tries to come in in relief and allows three runs in the bottom of the ninth, but 
for the Rays, they weren't three home runs. They weren't big plays. It was just guys getting on base. They had four hits in the inning, three runs, and they win 6-5. to five. The Cardinals win 5-4 over the Royals, and the White Sox lose 3-2 to two at home. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana. The countdown is almost over. High school football Friday night around the state. We've been doing this show for 30 years, the same number of years Paul Condry has been with us and his Indiana Football Digest. You're about the same age, right, Paul? We're right there in that same age bracket, are we not? Yeah, we are, Coach. <laughs> Looking forward to the uh, the 18th and 19th uh, coming our way and excited about uh, all the stuff that we're going to be able to talk about for the next 15, 16 weeks. It seems like uh, uh, it's a never-ending thing, but it's a wonderful uh uh, love affair that we've had for this great game, and I know we've had a chance to watch a lot of great kids, a lot of great coaches, some people who really have made major impacts in the lives of young men. And, of course, last night we got it all underway, and a lot of the coaches are calling it week zero because mm-hmm. they had a chance to knock heads with some some uh, some friends, uh, potential uh, opponents in the future, and most importantly had a chance to hopefully come out of the uh, – the scrimmage or the jamboree or whatever they whatever you want to call it these days uh the oramas uh, we got out of there get out of the way or most importantly get out of there healthy and i think that's the most important thing everybody who i talked to uh, via text message or phone today they were just thrilled that they got through the uh the scrimmages without any injuries especially to their marquee guys in lieu of the opener coming up next friday and saturday so did they scrimmage uh, back to the old uh Jamboree format, did, did it vary from school to school on how they really, approached this opportunity? For the most part, it was the scrimmage thing. There were a, there were a couple of the jamborees that we, we saw uh, happen. And I think that, uh, once again, anytime you have an opportunity to just get out and right. hit somebody else that's not of your teammate who uh, you've been competing against a lot throughout the course of the, the fall camp, I think that's the exciting thing about it. And uh, like I said, you know, with the, with the season starting to unfold and everything is for real starting next week, or this week, I should say, uh, everybody's ready to rock and roll and get ready to go. And I'm excited about seeing some new things that we're going to see uh, coming up here on the first week. We'll talk about some marquee games. But one thing is really kind of a neat underlying story is, you know, for many, many years, Coach, the Summit Athletic Conference is uh, they've kind of been landlocked. They've played every all their games right. throughout the course of the regular season. They are going, to, uh, of course, uh, that league is big enough, but this year uh, things have changed a little bit. They're going to have a chance to go outside of their league and play some games. And if just the laundry list of teams that we'll see next Friday before the Fort Wayne area schools, you got Brownsburg at Dwanger, Carmel taking on Homestead, Carroll, the mm-hmm. 6A runner-up, is going to mm-hmm. be taking on highly regarded Hamilton Southeastern, Concordia, Cecina. Bishop Lures versus East Noble, Northrop versus New Haven. How about this great matchup? How about Fort Wayne Snyder at Warren Central? I don't know if you can get a better wow. football game than that <laughs> in the right. season opener. Right. So it's going to be neat to see how these Summit Athletic teams – I've always thought this. If the Summit Athletic teams had a chance to get outside of their little comfort zone and had to travel, we'd find out mm-hmm. really what they're going to be made of. And I think uh, that has been the argument – I know the people in the fort don't want to talk about that particular situation, but the argument can be made that they have not traveled well. 
this is certainly going to tear down some of those barriers. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be great for the fort that some of these teams get out and uh, see some uh, some unfamiliar real estate or as well as some unfamiliar type of teams. <laughs> and I think the, the central Indiana teams that have dominated are really going to right. have to uh, right. stretch the, the collective muscles of the Fort Wayne teams as they uh, uh, battle on here in some of these quote-unquote non-league games. See, I think it's great for both uh, both sides. I think it's great for you know Brownsburg and Carmel and the teams oh, yeah. you're talking about to to play. Look, the, the, my, I've always thought the Fort Wayne teams are tremendously coached and fundamentally sound as as sound as anybody around. And and, and I also believe you know being a Central Indiana resident, uh, the talent level in Central in Central Indiana is pretty darn good and so why not match up these schools and have some fun in those first two weeks uh, before you get into conference play well i don't think there's any question and i think that's the exciting thing about this is that they're going to do that and we're going to see that for the first couple weeks you can look into uh, i know we're taking a step ahead but you're looking at uh, right. on friday the 25th bishop dwinger is on the road at cincinnati moeller and cincinnati moeller <laughs> how about them not only are they taking on ben davis coming mm-hmm. up on Friday, but now they're going to have to match up against a usually competitive uh, Bishop Dwanger team. So it's going to be neat. I think it's going to be something that uh, this league will, when it's all said and done, I know they've broken the league out into divisions now, A division and B division, the A division being Carroll, Dwanger, Northrop, Snyder, and Homestead, B division being Concordia, Lures, Northside, Southside, and Wayne. So I think when it's all said and done, the way that plays itself out, that's just going to be really, really good for that league. And I think right. – uh, you know, a, a lot of the bigger leagues could take a lesson from what the Summit is doing uh, because of this, because I think those are the kind of things. And, of course, you know, we've talked about leagues disbanding. We've talked about it. I certainly know we we haven't necessarily talked about what's happening in the NCAA, but some of the right. stuff that we've seen within our state, obviously Carmel, Center Grove, no longer part of the Metropolitan, Interscholastic Conference. So we're seeing a little bit of that kind of same stuff going on in with inside the border's of uh, the state of Indiana. It may not as be as extreme as moving teams from the, the mm-hmm. West Coast into the quote-unquote Big Ten, but that, certainly that's a story for another day. You know, sometimes, and you, you, you make a great point, when you look around in our state, uh, conference realignment, so to speak, there has been some. Some teams have moved. Uh, in, in a lot of cases, that's geographically uh, uh, motivated, also enrollment motivated. Um, so, you know, there are plenty of reasons to do it, but the, the big key is, look, again, why not? It, everybody gets in the tournament, so I'm of the opinion, play as tough a schedule as you can in non-conference and find out what you're about. Case in point is you look at what Bishop Chittard does every year. They just go out and just do what they do and, and win football yeah. games. They, yeah. play every, they play everybody under the sun. Uh, regardless of the competition, and they go out there, they get ready to go, and they get in the postseason tournament. You know, Robbie Doyle's uh, team, you know, they were 11-4 and four last year, but mm-hmm. they lost to Ron Colley Cathedral, uh, Christian Brothers out of Missouri, and they lost to Cincinnati. They had four regular season losses, but to no avail. What did they do? They just ran through the, the state tournament series in, right. in their class uh, like a hot knife through butter, and that's just the situation. The regular season, it means a lot. But it's not the end all. And the, the bottom line is who's still standing on Thanksgiving weekend at Lucas Oil Stadium. I know it's early, but uh, I know you have your, your, your prime time 25. Who's the early, early favorite for Mr. Football? Well, once again, I think you have to look into this situation as you would say, the quote unquote, the Heisman. 
Uh, everybody wants to talk about quarterbacks, running backs. We could certainly throw some names out there at you or some of the guys who can uh, certainly look at that. Uh, obviously, we've got right. some recruits, highly regarded recruits, recruits that are you know in that uh, top situation. Uh, and I think if you were to look at the, that, I think you have to look at Danny O'Neill, the quarterback at Cathedral. Right. Certainly a talented young guy. But I think this is a really tremendous year of offensive linemen in our state. And in case in point, guys like Matt Hofer from Valparaiso, Auden Jones from Penn, Ian Moore from New Pal, Big Kid, Ransom McDermott from Noblesville, just to name a few of the big guys up front that we're going to get a chance to see. This is a pretty talented class. We've got some really highly regarded, obviously, uh, Mylon Graham up in New Haven, very highly regarded kid that people are keeping an eye on. And I think there's some really, really neat small school kids that are not going to get a sniff for Mr. Football. But I think uh, you got a kid like O'Neal uh, who's playing in a high-profile program that's, uh, that's, gonna, that's had a lot of success. If they make a deep tournament run uh, with the success that he's had, you know, he's going to be going to play for prime time out in Colorado. And certainly with that, it's going to bring a little bit extra light, if you will, into his camp. So I think it's going to be interesting to see. Not a big fan of that award. I like the fact that they put together those position <laughs> awards. Right. But uh, I'm, a big, I'm a big believer, Coach, that uh, tackle football, American tackle football, is a great team game. And I'd prefer to let we talk about the great teams of Indiana than so-and-so being Mr. Football. Because in my opinion, Right now, you are Mr. Football for the next uh, 15 weeks. <laughs> no, no, I, I give that I give that award to you. Hey, Paul, I've got to run. I appreciate it. I can't wait until Friday night. I'm looking forward to it. But thanks for taking time. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you Friday. All right, Coach. Great to be with you tonight. Nathaniel Finch with Network Indiana Sports. The final scoreboard update of this IST night. It means I get to give you all the scores that went on tonight. It started in Buffalo. The Colts falling to the Bills in preseason week one, 23-19. And the Cubs winners 5-4 over the Toronto Blue Jays. In Canada, the Tigers on the road in Boston. Winners 6-2 over the Red Sox. Cardinals, they hold off a... Last two-inning stand from the Royals, win in Kansas City, 5-4. to four. The Guardians, they do not hold off that stand. They allow three runs in the ninth inning, lose 6-5 to five in Tampa to the Rays. The White Sox, similar fate. They lose 3-2 to two at home against Milwaukee. Looking at some other scores, how about bottom of the ninth, Rangers over the Giants, 9-2. to two. San Francisco on their last leg. Orioles and Mariners still tied without a score. Bottom of the eighth inning is that one. Then we've got the Braves, 21 runs, scored in doubleheader game one over the Mets, 21-3 to is that score. They later won 6 to nothing. A big donut for the Mets in game two. Looking at some other scores here, the Marlins at home against the Yankees win 3-1. to Twins 8-1 to winners over the Phillies. The Nats beat the A's 3-2. to The Astros at home over the Angels 11-3. To three, the Diamondbacks beat the Padres at home three nothing. Dodgers four one over the Rockies. The Indians they win three to two. The Tin Caps lose ten to one. South Bend Cubs and Cincinnati Reds both were postponed because of the weather. Indy eleven win one nil over Miami FC. Back to Mister Football with the coach. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Hey, Nathaniel Finch. 
So give me the rundown on the Colts. I, I know you've talked about it before, but how about Gardner Minshew? How about this guy? What a night he had, right? Yeah, he had a good night, and they didn't win, but nobody cares. You don't need to see wins in the preseason. Yeah. In fact, some no, of the best no, seasons. You're right. Oh, you yeah, know, 0-3, 0-4 in the yeah. preseason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Minshew, though, 6-for-6 six six today. He was the second string, 6-for-6, six six, 72 yards, and uh, didn't throw a touchdown or an interception, led a good scoring drive. Was sacked twice, but coach, like you said, he played pretty well. Kind of shows that he can be the steady hand while we wait for Anthony Richardson right, to develop. Right. Yeah, Richardson though gets the start, first time out, first time in game action. Game's a little quicker. Action's coming at you from everywhere. It, it, we all know it's a learning experience. Obviously, what's his stat line for the night? Seven for twelve, sixty-seven yards, and an interception. He did have a beautiful throw that was dropped by Alec Pierce. It would have been a tough play, oh. but kind of cornered oh. the end zone would tie the game. Would have been right. a touchdown. Couldn't make it happen. But you know, he didn't play too bad. Two rushes for seven yards. Not bad. Not a bad start. I mean, I'm sure you know he's glad to have it uh, uh, in his rearview mirror right now. Now, when do they they play again this weekend? Right next Saturday against the Bears. That one will be at Lucas Oil. Oh, everybody get fired up! Chance to come downtown, have some fun, uh, watch some football. Um, yeah. Any other any other notables? Their running game, obviously, without Jonathan Taylor, I and mean, it's. You know, a lot has been made, and rightfully so, about how important uh, improvement on the offensive lines part is for this ball club. What did we see about that tonight? We saw four guys that had five or more carries. Obviously, Kenyon Drake, a uh, big signing the last couple weeks. He had right. five carries for 10 yards. A couple rushing touchdowns, one from Jake Funk. He was 7 for 13 with a touchdown. Jason Huntley was 2 for 6 with a touchdown. So not not a ton of production. Collectively, they were just four yards shy of 100 as a team. So nothing crazy, but you know they got to see a lot of different guys. Tell you about big story of the game though. How about for Buffalo? We saw Demar Hamlin go out there and play, get a couple tackles. Oh my! Oh my goodness! Well, that is that has to be beyond emotional for heaven's sakes. I mean, for the obvious reasons, good for him. Good. I mean, that's just that's that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So I mean, um, we got when's the opener? When's the Colts opener? I should know this, but I don't know. That'll be September 10th at Lucas Oil against the Jags. That's uh, That will be here before we know it, yeah. for heaven's sakes. I mean, really, before we know it. All right. It's, it's a um, – we know it's important. We know what the Colts do is important. It sets a tone for a lot of people. And it's amazing how people get uh, – how devoted the fans are. That's the one thing about football. It's – it's the dominant sport in our culture, and it, it it amazes me how people really are invested emotionally in their football team. A loss can ruin a week. I mean, yeah, a win can oh. make your week, but a loss can make you very upset for five days. I don't understand that, even though I've made a living, you know, coaching and talking about it for all these years. I'm still not sure I followed that line of reasoning. To, but that's just me. Uh, what do I know? All right, Nathaniel Finch, way to go. Nice job. I know you got, you're got finished with the scoreboard update. Now you just got to deal with me. But it was a, it was a good night, busy night. And um, it's good to have you. I mean, you haven't done scoreboard updates for a while, have you? Yeah, it's been a minute, Coach. And this is the uh, last weekend before we get the crazy scoreboard updates with some high school football. 
Yeah, well, you know what? It's what we've uh, uh, literally done for 30 years. We hang our hats, so to speak, on scoreboard updates. When You can appreciate this now as a scoreboard update guy. When we first started, um, we didn't have computers, and we didn't have social media. We didn't, it didn't have that. So when we come back, I'll finish this line of thought because it, it really – I think you'll appreciate what it was like back in the day. Final break, final thoughts. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. All right, Nathaniel Finch, breaking news. High school basketball recruiting trail. Tell me what you have. Well, how about this? Uh, Flory Badunga. Everyone knows the star from Kokomo, obviously the runner-ups in Class 4A last year. He committed at halftime of the Under Armour Elite 24 game. So it was tonight on ESPNU. Supposed to start at 8 o'clock. Coach, let me ask you this. As a basketball coach, have you ever been a part of a game where you were in a rain delay as a basketball coach? No, but as a uh, as a player at Plainfield High School, I was part of a game that was postponed because of rain. Rain delay uh, tonight. And, uh, yeah, we had rain. We had so many leaks in the uh, old gym at Plainfield that they had buckets all over the floors and we couldn't play. <laughs> well, in Atlanta, they were playing at an outdoor court, and naturally right, you open yourself right. up to some rain delays. So he was supposed to announce it at halftime of the game that started at 8 o'clock. Didn't start for a while. Finally announced it, you know, about three seconds into one of my updates this evening. Says he was choosing between Auburn, Duke, Michigan, and Kansas. Coach, he's going to be a Jayhawk. Well, good for him and, and good for Coach Self and everybody at Kansas. And uh, I think he's, he's a tremendous kid. The story's absolutely fantastic. Um, and uh, I just love to see these kinds of things happen. It's great to see good things happen to good people, quite frankly. That's, that's what that's all about. That's a heck of a story. No, really. Uh, rain delay, Plainfield High School. So that's, that's a great way. It's a good, solid way to end, end the night, don't you think? That's a great story. Now, uh, best of luck. We're certainly going to put a little more pressure on the Cats this year. It's going to be uh, going to be a lot of fun. Nathaniel Finch, great job. Wonderful job. Look forward to getting you back on the school board updates. Fantastic job. Tremendous job, too. Um, in addition to Nathaniel Finch, Jonathan Smith, Doing a great job as our studio producer. First time. Did a great, great job. Now, everybody, Friday night, be ready. Uh, Make sure you listen. Uh, It's fun. Get out, have some fun. Watch your favorite teams play. Uh, Be be smart fans. Cheer for your team. Be nice to the officials. It's becoming an uh, an increasing problem to to get uh, the number of officials we need uh, to do the games. And... Remember, we're in this for the kids, so let's make sure we do it that way. We'll be with you Friday night starting our 30th football campaign. It's exciting. Um, We're all about the scores, as you know. And uh, in this day and age, we know you get your scores in a variety of different ways, but you want to hear those conversations I have with those coaches and, and my media colleagues kind of get the behind-the-scenes look at it. So we anticipate a great night of football. Let's hope, and I haven't seen the weather forecast, let's hope it's nice and everybody can get out and have some fun. Um, 
encourage everybody to do that and then join us next weekend. My thanks again to the guys who make it all possible, Nathaniel Finch and Jonathan Smith. Thanks to our great stations around the state to bring you the show every Friday and Saturday night. And for 30 years, you've made us the most listened to sports talk show in the state's history. It is the history-making, legendary Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk.